0: Welcome back to A Simple Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the 2018 film A Simple Favor. I, as always, am one of your hosts, Christina Tucker, writing about... Gay stuff and the internet and being gay and you know you know my whole deal. It's not interesting. It's fine. Let's introduce my co-hosts. Co-hosts, introduce yourselves.
1: uh, Yes, I will. I right now, right now, quickly, quickly. Um, my my name is Jordan Cruciola. I almost messed up my own name on that. That would have been brave. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Lana Bennett, And, and. uh, yeah, writer, producer, podcaster, Stan, neo sincere mm. enthusiast of. neo sincere. The neo sincerity wow. uh, is, is at hand. Uh, enthusiast of so much pop culture trash. Not that this is included in that. This is some classy ass canonical stuff. This is, art. Um, this canonical is art. high cinema. art. This is high art. Yeah. Alana. No, I,
0: yeah. I well, am, who's my other co-host? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I am Alana, or Alana <laughs> Bennett, sure. Sure. Uh, screenwriter and culture writer about town, yelling on twitter and then immediately deleting all the it. Yeah. <laughs> so brave and folks and
0: we have a pal in the room yeah we do we have a pal friend. in the room we've got energy in this room there's god in these chilies tonight friend <laughs> pal introduce yourself to the yes. listeners at home
3: hello i am anna borges and i do a lot, but I feel like my main thing that like qualifies me to be on this podcast is I'm gay on the internet or bi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes, interchangeable, bi, queer, anything on the internet. But I'm also a editor itself, an author. I scream on Twitter. That's that's my spiel. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. you're in the right place. That's yeah, all you know. we do.
2: Everyone go look up Anna's book about se- uh, self-help. Yeah, Anna has oh,
1: a whole yes. fucking book. Self-care. <laughs> a whole fucking book. Right? Yes, it's, it's a more or
3: less definitive guide to self-care, but I'm like, what does that have to do with anything right now? But then again, this is it's- self-care right now, sitting around Every, talking about yes, exactly. So
2: a simple favor is self-care, yes. I think, yes. is what is what we are declaring with Anna being on this podcast. Anna being on this Title podcast is app. also... Title of app. <laughs> it's also yeah, very... Vince- uh, Anna ties very much into my origin story with a simple favor. When this mm. movie came out, we were both working at BuzzFeed, RIP, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> R.I.P. So no no, technically, <laughs> but our time there has died. And but when we were there, we were both just doing our thing, being loudly by, and this trailer came across our lives and we mm-hmm. talked about it a lot. We went to a Simple Favour cocktail party hosted by the film. That's right. Serving Ryan Reynolds's gin brand. Aviation gin, shout out. Aviation, baby. Blake was there in her, like, lime Beyond, green, like, yes. sweater suit situation. And it was Ooh. just, it was a
3: wild, it was a wild time. I feel like so. we have a lot of B-roll photos from that event where we yes. were, like, posing with the, like, Desperate Housewives-esque, like, I don't even, there were knives involved
1: and graves. We'll have to release them with the episode. There are (laughs) lots of knives. (laughs) Yeah. We talk a lot about the knives here. The legacy, the legacy of Mark Cherry that lives inside Mm. a simple favor is so strong. Mm. That's so real. Yeah, the Desperate <clears throat> Housewives. I was gonna
0: Connect write like the definitive like Mark Cherry changed TV. <laughs> like, You're
1: right, man. You're because right. And that I'm, was a different time. I think there's so much to the like the the camp and soapiness and brightness of something like a Desperate Housewives mm-hmm. that even seeds the way for like glee for yes. American war <laughs> yes. stories.
2: Like, the campiness. Also, I for, I did not realize until recently that that series literally inspired the real housewives franchise that's why we have that entire franchise
1: and so
2: mark cherry invented our current world okay huh. so
0: actually listeners tm we're copywriting that book idea none of you are <laughs> writing it <Yeah>. <laughs> you're giving away your,
2: your
3: property right now and i know if you
0: just say tm after you say a good idea yes. yep legally
3: you're there screwed so
0: yeah
1: well, and <laughs> I, I, again, further getting into, we can go back to what Christina said so many times of a simple favor touches every aspect of our lives. And this is just one further piece of evidence for that.
0: Yes. Yeah, you know, I think when we started this, I was like, yeah, that's a movie that I love and like would be happy to talk about with some pals and like see what happens. And now I'm just like, is this the formative text of my life? <laughs> <laughs> <couldn't
2: believe> it. <laughs> Maybe it is. You know, I don't know. It is becoming, <laughs> it is becoming so. I have become let's... more
3: obsessed through listening. To, to y'all talk Good. about this I was like oh yeah I'll rewatch Same. before the episode and then I was listening and I was like oh no oh no oh no it's coming back <laughs> falling
2: deeper into the stand-up I, I thought I left it. it
3: behind me
2: Alice through the
1: looking glass <laughs> is us through this podcast now what now how do we how do we want to frame our theme for this episode because it's it's it is psychosexual like mm. queerness in 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 cinema yes like so um, many things yes right there's so many but we're going to we're going to like i feel like we're going to free associate the conversation a little bit and see where yeah. that 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 umbrella term kind of takes us because for each person practically there is a shade yeah. of queerness and we are each bringing our own to the table here so <laughs> yes, there is a lot of different ways to talk about this this very expansive yeah. topic
2: lots of queers lots of takes yep and we're all queers and, and takes we're all of it yeah That's yeah it. if there's one thing the queers have Takes. It's the it take. T- it's just like there's so many different <laughs> angles to take through talking about queerness in this movie. It's yeah. like the campiness is its own type of mm-hmm. queer text. Mm-hmm. The li- literal girl on girl kiss. Mm-hmm. The uh, implications of the bond between the characters. There's also the genre stuff of the of the psychosexual part of mm-hmm. it of the uh, that is inherent in this type of genre authorial intent we're gonna get into all of it
0: we're gonna get into all of it and i think it's gonna be a really um a thrilling ep i think we <laughs> came into this with like the idea of like let's talk about queerness yeah. and then we like right. listened to the episodes that we have already re- recorded and we're like perhaps we've touched on that, <laughs> <I didn't think laughs> that <was often laughs> about queerness
3: but is that right. not a simple favor yes <laughs> So just
1: maybe the entire widen. series
2: is about queerness. <laughs> yeah, and not. so when we do an episode about queerness it gets complicated. A and we just dump our miscellaneous thoughts. A simply queer. Episode. Yeah.
1: A simply yeah. queer podcast.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I guess Wait, I guess where I feel like we wanna like, start. Yeah, this? I was gonna say I feel like I wanna start by really I kicking over to guest first and saying <laughs> oh, no. what is you know, what to you is sort of like there's the there's a the little literal textual aspect, but for you, Anna. What is the, what is the essential queerness of A Simple Favor in the way that it hit you in your experience? Oh how man, did it play such a,
3: compliment, a complicated question already. How did it,
1: how did it like pluck the strings of your personal queer <laughs> affiliations? Well, you know, it
3: started with like Lively for me in the trailers because it was the mm. first time that I felt okay about thirsting after her because oh, I yes. always had, you know, it was, you know, she was one of my first crushes in, like, A Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and then oh in God. Gossip Powerful. Girl.
1: yeah. And, like, it, I always felt, like, a
3: little, not guilty about it, but it was, like, oh, of course I like Blake Lively. It felt like my attraction was, like, aligning with a male gaze because she's kind of, like, the prototypical, like, white, blonde, yeah.
1: all-American. Right. Mm-hmm. Southern California. Beauty. Southern
3: California yep. beach girl. And I yeah. always felt, I don't know, kind of, like, uncomfortable about it. I didn't want to be, like, my type is Blake Lively. But then – out came this trailer <laughs> and here came Blake Lively in a suit and finally mm-hmm. I was like finally Blake Lively is aligning with my gaze and I am like, <laughs> yes. right. with yes. a Z, but also with my inner right. gaze like my yeah. yes. voices so yeah like even even separate of the movie like the quintessentially gay part of it was I went in hoping desperately that this movie would be gay
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that touches on something interesting that we spoke about with Renee Ehrlich-Kalphus, who designed the costumes for this, where she talked about there was, um, which you the episode is about to come out, so Anna, you will be about to hear this. Um, there, is a, there is a costume that was used and then scrapped in which Blake Lively is apparently wearing like a dusty pink neoprene, at least semi-transparent tank top. Which like picture that like what does that I look still like can't because I don't I, I understand all those
0: words separately and then you put them <laughs> together and I'm like but how is that clothing
2: right so <laughs> the
0: I'm listeners mean, Anna has an incredibly thoughtful um right. try- tear on her face you know She's I'm doing using the that
3: brain I'm trying yes. to imagine, yeah. you know to, to contribute to this conversation I need to have a mental
1: image and it, of- it what I thought <laughs> the the very interesting part that Renee brought up about that like it got cut and the reason it was in there it was I think it was. She said he and I think she meant Sean like was it was a fantasy sort of flashback in his mind of conjuring an image Mm. of Emily that wasn't that wasn't reality, but was his machination of her. Mm. And so she didn't look like Emily in her fine tailored suiting. She looked like his dreamed up amalgamation of her, which was much more male. Mm. And then Renee and Blake were like like the way Renee phrased it was saying like well what if she just existed as our fantasy version of her Mm -hmm. and so it was like yes and through through that she does yes yes that's exactly it yeah she exists as my fantasy version
3: yeah through the
1: brainstorming and and you know the the uh, you know narrative decisions of of how this was made it can it maintained the vision of Emily as Mm. imagined as a sort of fantastical, like hyper real woman, mm-hmm. as realized by by Renee and by Blake especially. And that was to say this is our fantasy image of her, two women who are collaborating on this together. Yeah. And so I think that I think that speaks very much to what you were saying. Like that speaks to the realization of this person in this way after we saw her, like you said, maybe mm-hmm. sort of more male gaze oriented dimension for a lot of the way she'd been styled previously to coming into it, you know, these this starlet and this this costume designer saying, like, yeah, but what if we want to give her power in the way we think she should have power and and yes. and present her in this aesthetic vision, the way we think it has mm-hmm. the most attraction like a, attraction magnitude to it. So I, I think yeah. that I think you are receiving the creator's intention. <laughs> it worked, is works, what listener, I'm saying. It, it worked. It, it
4: worked.
1: <laughs> is what all those words are for. Movies work. Yeah. Movies work, it turns <laughs> out. <Movie laughs> it did remind me.
2: It did remind me of the costumes of in Birds of Prey, mm. in, that, mm-hmm. in that that is Great a movie point. that also Great very point. much removes the costuming from the male gaze, mm-hmm. even though, as we, like, obviously A Simple Favor is directed by a man, but it was very clearly, uh, you know, the idea to dress her in suiting mm-hmm. instead of the, right. like, they talked about, <clears throat> Renee talked to us about, instead of dressing her in, like, short skirts at, like all Leg the time and showing the legs items. and what you expect to show of Blake Lively. They were like, actually let's put her in suiting. Let's put her in something that, I mean, it just like, it hits all the cylinders of, <laughs> of capturing the, the queer gaze because you're literally putting her in gender bending suiting, mm-hmm. literally male suiting
3: and she was taking away
2: the heterosexual Like gaze from it, Mm -hmm. or thwarting it a little bit, Yeah, kind of in the way that, yeah, and the 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 movie that reminded me of that is Birds of Prey because you know she, uh, Harley Quinn in that movie is very much dressed. She's she's technically showing more skin in some of the costumes than she is in Suicide Squad, but it feels completely different. Mm -hmm. It's like no one else. She, they put her in, in one of the main fight scenes in, like, a pair of overalls, and that's her fight. <laughs> a gold lame overall yeah. is her big fight look. And just, like, com- like thwarting the expectations, and that makes it feel more powerful and draws in a different type of audience that would that would appreciate it. And that feels like a this feels very undergrad to say a queering of the, of the, no. the aesthetic. Baby, that sounds like grad school to me. Come on. <laughs> well, at least
0: no, grad school.
1: I think that, and I think that's a really important, and the, why this conversation, why this umbrella is so big for this topic is because we are so trained to receive a certain kind of visual information from the very male, very heterosexual point of view that we've seen basically a century of cinema in. We are only lately coming to a mainstreaming of a different gaze. And therefore, anything that deviates from that... From that that main course of how we've always consumed media is an other. It is queering Mm -hmm. the gaze of the film to take it out of that perspective, and it actually looks like in the case of both and what we know literally from what Renee has talked about and what it looks like in Birds of Prey is that it actually went to the act. It's like somebody actually went to the actresses and said, "What would you feel best in? Right? How would you? What would you actually want to wear in this scene? You're playing the character. You know her better than anybody. What would you do?" And it actually looks like and the sort of the resonating power of how the actresses in Birds of Prey, Margot Robbie particularly, and and Blake in this, like, do feel like they were given the agency to say, "How can I best live in the character in these scenes and in these clothes?" As opposed mm-hmm. to someone just mm-hmm. handing it to me and being like, "You know what? You know what's going to make them go wild." <laughs> like she, <laughs> geez... a
0: uh, three piece suit that she's going to wear to pick up her child at the park, like <laughs> yeah. a normal mom. <laughs> it,
1: it
2: does feel like, especially. <clears throat> potent or especially powerful Power. I'll say power. <laughs> yeah. I'll, say, I'll say powerful <laughs> to see it on, to see this used with Blake Lively mm-hmm. or Margot Robbie mm-hmm. who are very often put in like a very specific Hollywood box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like they are very often put in, in roles mm-hmm. and in uh, characters and projects where mm-hmm. their character is about that male heterosexual gaze and it's a and hy- this- and it's a
1: hyper femininity mm. it is taking a, a very essential kind of of beautiful a very essential kind yeah. of aesthetic appeal that is dictated to us as like the white blonde norm of this is what mm-hmm. is attractive and this is what we will mass market and yeah. and serving it- that up in the most sort of like broadly pallid way possible being like <laughs> yeah. isn't this exactly what you want literally everyone on the planet there's nothing yeah. else you could <laughs> want from this right It goes all the way back to like a Marilyn Monroe
2: archetype to up to like a Megan Fox archetype. It's like, imagine those women dressed like Catherine Hepburn. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's a, a, it's a, it's a twist that feels powerful because it's sideways from what most people force on them Mm -hmm. or, or not to force on them, which implies lack of agency in their careers, Mm -hmm. but. Uh, the the box that Hollywood likes them best
3: in, mm-hmm. I would right. say. It's the box that, Hollywood that knows how to work it, with. You know? it's, it's not yeah, the like the we twist haven't seen it. women wearing suits in cinema before that exists, but the fact that it's like a Blake Lively or a Margot Robbie turned on their heads wearing the suits is yeah. what makes it feel or at least what yeah, yes. first pulled me in, like, oh, this is made for me. And <laughs> I don't even know if it was, but I sure as hell claimed yeah. it.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, I think, like, even before you know how queer the movie is going to get, it is that just, like, that entrance and, you know, Mm -hmm. now having talked to a good amount of the people working on that, like, that, her getting out of that car with that suit on, in the rain, with that big-ass umbrella, is just like, I don't... (laughs) I don't know how, but this is gay. Mm-hmm. Like the hair is down, gayness too. Is. This is what homosexuality <laughs> yes. is.
1: Well, and I, I think there's uh, such a great thing about it, what, so much like the fun of taking ownership. Like you said, of Anna, like d- this belongs to me now. Like the fun <laughs> of taking ownership of something like this and seeing it done so wonderfully and with so much integrity in the hands of creators who are actually really respecting the material that they're working with and the, the themes that could be on hand is that You have, like, apparently, as we learned, the cinematographer for this movie has shot many Victoria's Secret commercials. That really? Is yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, <laughs> like, you have that opening, and suddenly so many, like, brrr, it was just, like, the Matrix in front of me when she said that. Because, like, you have that opening scene and how it's shot is absolutely that slow glide up Rosie Huntington-Whitley, except she's only in lingerie and she's got hmm. wings on. There is that aware, like, there's that awareness of that kind of thing that works in the animal brain. Like, the people working on it knew how to frame this and shoot this to be like hey you know what really gets that base thing going in people is exactly how I'm going to shoot this shot but you take that and you combine it with the agency of the actors having a say in how she wanted to be dressed and a customer who wants to push things a little bit and be like you know what, let's tailor some Mm -hmm. fine classic men's suiting and you can invert what is expected out of that panning up the woman's Mm -hmm. body shot that we're so used to we're so conditioned to see ending in a certain way except yeah. it progresses up to a fully clothed woman hair all the way down hat you know under a big ass fucking umbrella like it's, it's the am- biggest it's umbrella i've ever seen stadium umbrella she's covering the louboutins and it's you nice ha- to, and you simply <laughs> have to it's 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 really heartening to see that knowing that piece of information and having that yeah. sort of claimed in another direction and being like We can take the parts of things that we like and discard the shittiness if we just are thoughtful enough to do that.
2: Yeah, and I think that that framing of that opening shot like the fact that it shot like a Victoria's Secret Mm -hmm. commercial tells you exactly what you need to know about desire in this movie because mm -hmm. it's literally Anna Kendrick's character looking at Blake's like Blake Lively's character in the same way you look at those Victoria's Secret commercials Absolutely, you cannot tell me that that is heterosexual
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I won't I wouldn't stand here and tell you that no is anyone here going to tell you that although
3: I guess (laughs) I would be curious You, you should bring like a token straight woman on this podcast mm-hmm. to ask how how she mm. reads these yeah. scenes because I imagine like from any sort of feminine perspective it was empowering yeah. and doesn't mm. have to be yeah. queer but I don't really care about that as much yeah yeah but I would be curious <laughs> <laughs> I would be fair. curious how someone fair. would connect to that Jesus. <laughs> yes I yeah I mean that's very interesting <laughs> that
2: goes to like kind of maybe even like the authorial intent we've talked to a bunch yeah. of the like cre- people in involved in creating this and you know, they added the queerness that was not there in the, the queerness was just not there in the book. If it was anything, uh, like Christina said, it was very, very subtextual. Mm -hmm. If it was there at all, they had made it text. Yeah. They made it text, but also something I've noticed in how they have been talking about it on this podcast is they will talk about desire between these women and bonding between these women. Uh, but they often talk about it in, like, the emotional bonding mm-hmm. of friendship. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not to say that they they don't, they don't, it doesn't feel like queerbaiting to me still because no. they, they very much, they very much frame it as a very valid thing between these two women mm-hmm. that they kiss and that they are bonded to each other and they don't sh- shove away the idea that they are no. romantically right. linked, but they don't. Go, they don't cross that, that final line to be like, and they are romantically into each mm-hmm. other. They are sexually into each other. Whereas our readings, <laughs> obviously, right. queer, uh, they, they queer it a little bit. Uh, and I think that's really interesting in terms of what you just said, Anna, because there is a reading of this that it is just the classic, quote unquote, girl crush. Mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. as a bi person, <laughs> I read so many girl crushes as people simply not
3: understanding what bisexuality can look like just <laughs> yeah.
0: like a really tough discussion about also, and like, what is
3: what is gayer than like two queer friends who are like straddling the line between friendship and like romance and they don't yeah. talk about it like literally exactly. nothing Being <laughs> unable
0: to sit next to your to a friend maybe <laughs> right but are you flirting like, are we friends sometimes are we? and like if get drunk what's right. gonna mm, yeah no, uh, but it's fine we're friends it's fine <laughs> friends.
1: That's that's really so we to talk about mm. it i think that that's a I th- I I. here's where i here's where I, where I step in as a pan-romantic gray asexual person um there is i i had the chance to interview Mackenzie davis when uh terminator dark fate came out and i asked her if she was i was like are you aware that you're a lesbian thirst icon mm, and sure. if so like wh- like how like how do you process sort of being a totem in this like very online subculture where you are sort of exalted in this way you're sort of a go-to figure and you know it was an interesting conversation because the term queer um you know for the broad expanse and uh, you know of inclusivity that i think is happening more and more i feel often as somebody on the ace spectrum that we are typically Still, when people think of queer, they think of who you're fucking or who you're not. Mm
4: -hmm. Right.
1: And and I'm like, or at least just who you're fucking. And somebody who is on that spectrum, who's not having sex with anybody, who's never been a sex having person up to this point in their lives, the queering of friendship and having Mm -hmm. there be Mm -hmm. a blurring of what friendship intimacy looks like up to a point that doesn't necessarily escalate to the level of sexual involvement, but basically takes down all sort of emotional barriers that are n- typically left up until you cross that threshold for having your quote unquote mm-hmm. significant other, which is a very dismissive term because it makes everybody sound like a less significant or insignificant <laughs> other. No, which right, if you right, insignificant others, it's fine. Right, like, which is, I feel like that's a sort of central <laughs> tenet of, of living a queer life is when that term mm-hmm. significant other kind of gets tossed out the window in a way and it becomes much more fungible and it becomes much more squishy than we're sort of taught to believe it can in the heteronormative structures that we're raised in. And so for me, the I know one thing that just really makes my heart sing when I'm watching this movie is like I would be happy to see these two characters just take it all the way just land that plane I would be thrilled (laughs) about it but the fact that it doesn't and it exists as this thing where as somebody who's been involved in many very intensely close friendships throughout my life and being kind of the Stephanie of the two where people assume that you're the um you're the submissive one you're the lapdog one I, you know, often growing up, it was like, oh, well, you must have hidden feelings for this person because no one would be so devoted to somebody unless they had like a super massive crush on them. It's like, but the thing is, I do have a crush and I do have a sort of in love thing but it is not in the way it does not conform mm. to the limits of how you see in love manifesting in its most like yes. climactic and distilled form. Right. And so, like Parish. the idea, yeah, I mean, just like the idea, <laughs> yes. It's, it's, yes. It's, it's often <laughs> it's often minimized that one can be in love with a person to the fullest yeah. amount if they're if, unless they're having sex with them. Yes. As a person who that's not really on my plate to this point in my life, that's mm-hmm. not really anything I'm interested in. I can certainly confirm that there is no limit or boundary to the depths of my mm-hmm. commitment and loyalty to a person and that it doesn't have to include having sex in order for that to be true yeah. so yeah. my head canoning of this my get i get to take it and have it be my own i get to look at that and see like look at this fluidity like look at this yeah. fluidity of friendship that gets to be here where there's a different kind of physical communication that can happen between these two people in an ostensibly platonic relationship that allows them to be you know what is that uh, once upon a time in Hollywood? Something a little more than a brother, a little less than a wife. Like in that kind of <laughs> zone where it's that special kind of intimacy that exists, you know, between what's really definable. So that's that's what gift this this yes. movie gives to me. And I'll will feel check like- out for the next 15 minutes so other people that. No, <laughs> I mean you're just no, that was great. beautiful. No, though. <laughs> I'm Are like you kidding. Boiling boiling over. Over.
4: Because
3: you're highlighting like you're highlighting one of my biggest pet peeves a of conversation and discourse around like queer media, whether that's books or movies, which is Mm -hmm. when people ask like, is it gay? How gay is it? What they're really Mm -hmm. only asking is like, is there an explicitly and canonically a gay sexual or Mm -hmm. romantic relationship the way that I understand it or want Mm -hmm. it. And from there, the conversation evolves into, is this queer baiting and queer baiting Mm -hmm. in that context means, does it give me the the queer things that I want and understand? And so it's Uh like, that just makes my blood boil because it's like, how gay is a simple favorite? It's super gay. And then people are mm-hmm. like, well, do they do they have sex? Do they get together? And it's like, no, but it's still right. gay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Yes, it I is. feel like my
0: answer to that question is like, well, how gay do you want it to be? Right. <laughs>
3: yeah. What's it Dude, not
0: what yes. want yes. to do with it? Like, <laughs> yes, that's so why many... we have it.
2: Yeah, there are so many boxes that we try to tick with different queer representation these days of like, do they say bisexual out loud? Right. Which like, I am a person who likes to hear that more and more but I don't think that, you know on The Good Place for example that Eleanor is not bi just because she never said the words I am bi when she very routinely expressed her romantic and sexual attraction to women. One of the best
1: things about The Good Place was the immediate recognition of Eleanor and Tahani and that she was into her and the running joke of how attractive she was to her throughout the run of the show. And Eleanor (laughs) Shellstrop is a bisexual woman.
3: Based on your last 10,000 comments, it would be Stone Cold Steve Austin's head on Zahani's body. Or vice versa. She's not going to make you anything. She doesn't right. have to yes. be yes. having
0: sex with I'm sorry, that's a bisexual name. Like, <laughs> yes. just, just, I don't make the rules. Name. I just follow them.
2: Everything about her, then that is a that the Tony and her feels like it feels like it feels like it echoes what is going on in a Simple Favor*. Yes, in a it does. Ways, in terms of the ways that it straddles <laughs> a crush on somebody versus yeah. a, a complicated friendship bond. Yes. And so you know, when it comes down to queer representation, you know, we want. And we fight for, for many good reasons, Mm -hmm. like specific things that specific uh, queer Bechdel tests (laughs) about like what we count as it, but there are ones that like this one falls a little bit to the side of what a lot of people are looking for to that. But I don't, I don't think that means it doesn't count in those conversations. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be the pinnacle of Mm -hmm. queer cinema, but it definitely, it falls into a, a camp. A campy camp. A campy camp. A campy camp. A campy camp of
3: camp. We love <laughs> now camp. Now I'm just imagining the, like, good place AU of... Emily and
2: yeah. <laughs> They would go for it. They would fully live out this movie. Oh, yes. of and off The old AO3 account, my friend.
3: <laughs> Tahani
2: well, would that... freak out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm crafting a fanfic no, now. Tahani would freak out and she would leave and Eleanor would follow her and yeah. try to expose her and then they would kiss and then yes, it would. the movie would happen.
3: <laughs> oh, see, I was imagining <laughs> it the opposite way where Blake Lively that's and a, Anna that's Kendrick a very fair too. show up
0: in a good place. <laughs> and, and this and is what clearing media face. looks like, friends. It's a exactly. lot of <laughs> (laughs) different. different experiences it's a lot of different places we can go with these kinds of texts and
1: that's why that's why I'm just I'm so glad for me and I'm so glad for each of you all that we are queer people because (laughs) you would not imagine
3: not being queer I imagine genuinely couldn't (laughs) even when I
1: thought I wasn't I actually (laughs) couldn't imagine that I was (laughs) I just, like, there's such a baseline level of creativity you need in your in your mm-hmm. life to see yourself places. Like, we're coming to a point now where, like, Gen Z, they don't think they... I don't think they have gender or sexuality. They're just out there living it, man, in their they truth. They just have TikTok,
0: man. Yeah, they That's have TikTok.
1: They're all things and no things at once. They cannot be boxed in, and that is so good for them. But for, like, anybody, like, for the millennials on up... We've had to do the head canoning ourselves throughout our entire lives, which gives us a phenomenal ability to spin up (laughs) so many great narratives and hypothetical situations (laughs) that, like, deserve to be stories in and of themselves. That's why we're all
0: part of the creative class.
3: (laughs) Right? Well, now I'm, like how our, our line through that lens of like how gay is it is like does it surpass what I could already create in my head as gay right, like it yeah. mm-hmm. does it surpass you look at like a simple favor and you're like I can pick up all of, like the queer like subtextual or textual clues and does mm-hmm. it go above and beyond maybe not but it's like that's not my mm-hmm. line anymore that's not what I'm looking for yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah absolutely yeah I think absolutely. it's really I feel like we've been having as a community as a people who take in culture just like more conversations about what queerness looks like in films and what it should look like mm-hmm. and where it should be and who it should be and mm-hmm. if it's not this it should be that and it's like that's all I guess fine mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like if I'm enjoying something and I want to mm-hmm. make a gay in my head in conversation mm-hmm. with friends I don't know in a yeah. fanfic then like that's fine too and like maybe it like to the expectation to make everything everything for one kind of person or all yeah. kinds of queer people is just mm-hmm.
2: like can't do it. Yo, that's yeah.
0: not going to happen. So let's <laughs> tap the brakes on this. Like- As our
2: ranks grow and more and more people mm-hmm. feel safe enough to come out and live their truth, To come out and like, come out. <laughs> the box of what, the box is never going to fit what everybody no, wants. No. It, and it it really is about, I don't know, our, all of our individual creativity, the creativity of the people making the thing. A thing that just occurred to me is that a handy way to talk about queer vibes these days is that is that uh mm, mm-hmm. that uh award show I think it was the the gay men's chorus. I don't know at the Independent Spirit Awards. At the Independent Spirit Awards, and the the list of things that they considered gay in cinema that year, like the concept of a cursed bird or Laura Dern. That was
1: exactly a cursed bird. I have a friend who wrote. (laughs) Yes, oh, a cursed cursed bird. The title of the
0: film, Diane.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The title of the film, Diane. I have a friend who wrote for who wrote for the broadcast, and I'm quite sure that the person who pitched the Laura Dern song was a gay man. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Like, op- yeah, obviously it was because it couldn't <laughs> you can tell. It, yeah. It wasn't coming from a group of people who were like, you know what? I followed the Netflix account long enough. I think I understand <laughs> how like urban 30 something queer people talk. No, no that yeah. has to come from inside. It comes from the, the community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to understand that just, Singing the words Laura Dern over yes. and over again exactly. is gay. This is,
2: this is where, you know, Marriage Story is perhaps one of the most heterosexual <laughs> films of our time. A <laughs> brave take. A brave take. <laughs> but, but it has Laura Dern in a courtroom in a, like a bandage dress, like <laughs> re, like talking about her kale salads.
4: Laura Dern picking her feet up on the couch. Laura Dern.
2: my friends yep. is queer that's queer cinema <laughs> that's and, queer cinema and a simple favor is queer because it's leads do kiss but also yeah. because of just the whole thing just the whole, whole situation
3: thing. from yeah. top to like, bottom like the kiss is like on the lower end of like <laughs> exactly. queer things Honestly, it just is not it really
0: is it's like well yes. i'm going to start with the entrance and the, i'm going to start with all the suits the,
2: the graveyard
0: Go, right to the graveyard gonna talk about those knives you know me
2: and linda be
0: talking about <laughs> yeah knives. do we want to
2: go around and talk about our favorite queer Ooh. queer moment of this movie because i will say it is when they get dressed to the nines to meet in a graveyard with martinis and and like try to tear each other to pieces <laughs> i think is well on record
0: now i'll think of another one because that would
1: be mine too i really like it, it's it's like a, it's like it's so. It's like it's so acute that my mind has to erase it after I watch the movie, otherwise I wouldn't be able to go on. But it when they are in the kitchen, when they are first meeting each other, and Stephanie has just been told she never has to apologize, and she does again and gives an oopsie, and Blake tells her, <laughs> Baby, if you apologize again, I'm going to have to slap the sorry out of you. I'm going to have to slap the sorry out of you, and really just micro-specifically, truly just the way, the divine way Blake Lively knew to say baby might be the queerest thing about this whole movie. Yes. Jordan, I know you will do the Lord's work and
2: put that clip in this episode. (laughs) I know that you
0: will. I might just do a baby
1: super cut at this moment. It just all has been back to back to back. Every time she
0: says that, I will slap the tape. I'm just like, oh, baby, if
1: you apologize again, I'm going to have to slap the sorry out of you. Oh, baby, you just need someone to love you.
2: Come on, baby. You're too sexy to give up.
1: It's all good, baby. It's all good. Just another Tuesday.
0: Just Monique, oh. I would like to see it gif. I'm yes. just like, I'm interested.
1: Yeah, all the babies. I'm, I'm, all the ba- all the smoky-voiced babies. <sighs> There's also Everyone the- just um... sighs. Yeah, yeah, I know. I
0: just... Is that the gayest moment of this podcast
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yes. There's also like the third person want to get out of here? Mommy needs a drink. Which brings up daddy vibes to me. Because for for some reason, like, daddy is always going to be better for me than mommy, even as a queer woman, just because mommy just... doesn't do it for me but like it does what
0: blake says <laughs> that's fine i'm holding that brand down all by
3: myself yeah, yeah. Like
1: mommy yeah but like blake in this movie
3: is daddy but like the best yeah, version no so yeah no just, that's like, she sure. is
1: daddy <laughs> <laughs> she's daddy and and Anna kendrick is baby so it all just yeah. it, it syncs up very yeah. well alternate title
2: for this
3: movie is simply daddy, <laughs> <laughs> just
0: daddy. a simple daddy a simple okay wait the funniest
3: like queerest slash straightest moment that i have in my notes from rewatching that just made me laugh for some reason is when first i can never recall their actual names because they're so basic stephanie and emily stephanie and emily <laughs> yeah. when when emily i'm just gonna say blake lively when blake lively is recalling <laughs> the threesome
1: that may or may not have happened yeah. is there right. I, think we, this? I think we can confirm did not because as as yes. i mean not that incest I asked is off limits in this story <laughs> yeah. but as paul said that was his like niece Oh, yes. the, the okay. T- okay. T- which, like, yeah. did I did not happen. expect. I did not expect <laughs> it to be his niece. That was his niece. But again, <laughs> the as we have established, that is not actually <laughs> Did not happen. That's not just disqual- Yeah, he, he said disqualify. that, and we
0: all did, like, dog, <laughs> confused dog. Okay,
3: yeah, but the funniest part right? of oh. that is when Anna Kendrick was like, oh, was your husband jealous of him? And no one's mind goes straight to, like, an MMS like mmf threesome that was like an overarching of like i'm not gonna say the gay thing because i'm self-conscious was he jealous you obviously (laughs) had a threesome with a man right like no one assumes that you and your husband had a threesome with a man obviously that was a woman i don't know it just was yeah it's like it's like a
0: weird like panic like um
3: i've never thought (laughs) about
2: sex gaily so (laughs) I'm not thinking about it right now.
3: <laughs> Absolutely not. AKA like me and twelve mind. trying not to acknowledge that gay exists yeah. at all because then I would have to think about what that means for me personally. Like I get you it. Right. Yeah. That's feel- what
0: be that's the definition of being twelve.
2: I,
3: yeah. I do feel like <laughs> yeah. Stephanie's entire personality
2: is me like freshman year of high school like very much claiming to be heterosexual but having like a whole folder of like WB star lady faces oh, saved yeah. to my computer. Oh yeah, it's
0: my <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones wall that I had as a child and my yeah, room. That's yeah. room. Yeah, like
2: Alyssa, just like so many pictures of just Alyssa Milano everything. in charge. So <laughs> many, so <laughs> so nice.
0: I, I, I just feel like I need to apologize to my parents consistently for a being like mad at them when they asked me if I was interested in women <laughs> <laughs> I did my mom too. <laughs> like how dare like, how you dare ask dare me that? I'm gonna go sit in my window alcove again. That's papered in photos of Catherine's <laughs> Jenkins, and also I'm desperately sorry that I printed every single one of them with their home printer. So much ink. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> ink is so expensive. In 2004. My God.
1: My Quirinus my biggest Wind image Beep folder Spendie. was absolutely Angelina Jolie. So oh, many well. Angelina yeah. Jolie images. Yes. The beginning yeah. may have been Joey Lauren Adams in Chasing Amy, but the real ceiling <laughs> of the deal was Angelina Jolie and Gia. That was yeah. Gia would hit us. <laughs> just put it in wax. That just stamped it in wax right there. I <clears throat> do feel like
2: Angelina Jolie's entire career is a is a foremother to Blake Lively in this movie. <laughs> yeah yeah mm. a take oh i like
0: putting those two in conversation <laughs> Yeah,
2: i would I, it just occurred to me but i do think that she was taking I some angelina vibes Blake could
0: do a Mr. or mrs smith reboot i could yeah see like her doing emily
2: that. would wear a vial of her of her twin sister's oh, blood yeah. around her neck and then make out with her sister yeah <laughs> you
1: know yeah if, if 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 it had not been if it, if it had not been like a prenatal birth like death like if there had been a body they, she would have obtained the blood of the of charity and worn it in a vial around And her like
2: neck. tattooed it onto herself.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah the tattoo would have been Their like, shitty tattoo would have been done with like their, their dead blood. sister's blood. This yeah. got yeah.
2: weird. Yeah. Got <laughs> We're Just spiraling. Wild. We're si-
3: <laughs> I also love really. that this has just
2: turned into like, how gay were we when we were like preteens? <laughs> like, Bend it like, like Beckham. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that entire Huge. film is and try, It's trying
3: so. It's trying so hard not
2: to be across <laughs> that final threshold, but it cannot stop itself from being queer cinema. That's a whole, other episode, a whole episode, y'all. It literally has a plot point <laughs> predicated.
3: I could do a know. whole podcast on Bend It Like Beckham. Right. But like at like... least we know Bend It Like Beckham was meant. To canonically to be queer and it just was not ready like where's it, that reading? it wasn't ready it wasn't ready it was, just, it it ready. Yeah. was, it was so close that, it was that, so or close. that like
0: early odds <laughs> time we had so many yeah. things that we were if we had just waited like five years we would have gotten the films that we needed I do
2: feel like Stephanie is what we're talking about when we're talking about like our that's exactly, early yeah. queer selves yeah. is it is it's that whole thing. It's that question of do I want to be this person or do I want mm-hmm. to be with this person? And oftentimes yeah. the answer can be both. Yeah. Two things, things life
0: can life be true.
3: That's <laughs> yes, life goals. Wow, <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I got it from Tumblr when I was like. A wee, a week, and, it wee, wee it and it's stuck with you. A a week, homosexual, and it's stuck with you. Course.
1: No, I think that I think so. that is I think that's so much of I, for for I would say the majority of the audience tuning in. Like there will be a few people who can legitimately associate with Emily. There will be many people who can't legitimately associate with Emily, but think that they do. But yes. there will be many. There are many who see that Stephanie character. Yeah, and she has that. You know, she's walking and she's talking on the phone. She's like, you know. There's, you know, I don't know. I've never got all this tension between like working moms and stay at home moms. (laughs) Like I've never really been able to make friends with either. Like this is not somebody who (laughs) knows their place throughout this movie up to the point of after she has this formative relationship with Emily and learns so much about herself through it and comes out the other side, then she has a sense of who she is and she can be honest about that. And that is that mm-hmm. like you like she has that fun, spunky, plucky Emily energy about her on the vlog, but there's so much confidence radiating off of her even yeah. in that final vlog compared to the first one. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you found your footing. Like you got your swagger. Like you you had your queer breakthrough. Hi, moms, Stephanie here. We
3: have very exciting news today because we signed up our one million subscriber, Mrs. Carol Findley of Ames, Iowa. Thank you for joining us, Carol.
0: Yeah. You can feel like the desperation on her dialing back slowly. Like when we first meet, like the needy energy that just reverberates off of her body as she's like, do you guys not have a a helium tank at your house? That's so weird. Anyway, I can volunteer for like eight other things. And like, if someone (laughs) would just love me and be my friend, that'd be really cool. But no pressure, like absolutely no pressure (laughs) to her just being casual in that gorgeous kitchen at the end. Like, what's up moms? Send me a crime tip if you got it. (laughs) If not, whatever. Let's make some soup. (laughs) that <laughs> I
2: find very moving about Stephanie's story is that it she is. is she is very much the person who like she talks about it in the brother fucker scene. Yeah. the thing that wildly <laughs> drew her to fuck her brother is that her father again wild. Her father was the only person who saw her, and she lost him. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. she fucks her brother to be seen again. He quotes, and she loses him. image
1: of her father for oh, yes. years younger. Can't
2: dig into that. <laughs> <laughs> But she is a person who is so desperate to be seen and who is not seen by anybody mm-hmm. and so when she meets Stephanie, she first sh- at first it's aspirational, but then eventually it becomes, oh, this person does see me this do- person right. does not judge me mm-hmm. I mean she kind of judges her for the brother fucker, but also she doesn't because I think they see kindred spirits in each yeah, other I think so. Mm-hmm. and so it is like this this a to b of like not being seen and being so desperate for that and then becoming becoming into your own once you are seen which i feel like is a very queer narrative i'm just oh, yes. say. absolutely absolutely not really yes. fully becoming yourself until you are able to like live in live in the light of like <laughs> yes. who you actually wow. are that's i'm joining thing. alana's cult by the way yes, <laughs> i know same.
3: it's but that's another thing when people ask like how gay is this movie or a movie they're asking how many fully realized queer characters are there but it's like you look at it they don't need to be they can be on their journey like does it matter if stephanie identifies as being a queer woman no absolutely not because like so many queer people had significant portions of their lives Mm -hmm. where they did not identify that way and as Mm -hmm. a lot of saying had to come into it and even if it wasn't like a coming out or coming to Mm -hmm. queerness story textually for Stephanie. It kind of was if we wanted to read it yeah. that way. Listen,
2: if we're going by through the, the queer narrative th- of this, I'm just going to set out a pitch for Paul Feig <laughs> for a simple favor too. Sorry, um, his
0: proper title is close personal friend. <laughs> close of the, close best friend, the
2: Our best friend, Paul yeah yep. Right. Thank you. Just going to throw out that this first movie is very much Stephanie coming into her own and like, st- it, but she's only starting at yep. the end of this movie to come into mm-hmm. her own in the second movie. I'm just saying. She's unleashed. I She's want that unleashed. role reversal. I want, like,
3: there's a, oh, there's a role? Up, like.
2: <laughs> Yeah, there's the role reversal. There is that last step into realizing who you are, which I think means looking back at that relationship with with Stephanie, mm-hmm. and, or with Emily, and realizing what oh. that actually was. Because, like, listen. Right. So, I had so, many so many of us too. <clears throat> I had so many crushes in high school that literally, I literally, I had two friends be like, what? You just haven't had two women friends be like, what? crushes on girls are normal. What do you mean? Uh And two women... Uh, friends who identified as heterosexual at the time and i was just like at the mm, time uh... meaning no longer <laughs> <laughs> i was like no 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 i don't have crushes on on girls sometimes i want to be them but like yeah it's uh, fine and yeah, then i look fine. back and i'm like oh i had a wildly
3: big crush on this person <laughs> and i feel person like in this two buckets person? there of like at least past anna being like the innocent crush that like she never realized was a crush and then the super mm-hmm. intense female friendship that you didn't realize was like, mm-hmm. like all-consuming love and then you look back uh-huh. and you're like we were dating <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then mad yeah. that we weren't dating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think
2: that when St- I think it would be in the queer reading of this movie, Stephanie would uh Stephanie would look back and see that for what it was, yeah. and then right. use the that to inform point. her current life. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and yeah. I just think that that is
1: a square cell.
0: <laughs> well, it yeah, it is,
1: and it, it's like. It, it, Oh sorry Christina go go for it. No,
0: nope, I literally was just saying like and I was like thank god Jordan's talking because I had actually no words.
1: <laughs> <Whoops>. No, I <laughs> mean I just podcaster. there's there's you see this like ang- this little anxious ball of energy in the classroom at the start with Stephanie and then you watch her like entire life snap into f- tight focus when she sees Emily getting out of that car <laughs> and that like uncomfortable shifting in her stance when she's just looking at Emily walking toward her is like that's not a straight person. Everyone's I'm not saying first I know gay friends. Yeah, I'm not saying I know what your shade is. Yes. I'm not saying I know what your specific mm-hmm. ID is. But like if you yeah. can be struck and overwhelmed like that, that is a, <laughs> That's a... queering. That is a queering of attraction <laughs> that you that that is a precedent-setting moment in this person's life. And I think is something that each of us can identify with of having <laughs> yeah. had that like Abbie, 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 abbie. Yeah. like whoa yeah. moment yeah i didn't think yeah. my
0: swim coach was cool i was in love with her <laughs>
2: yeah. <I'm> <laughs> yes. yes, and i can we talk about like i think there is also an element of this and we all dive into it more <clears throat> in the episode focused uh like solely on stephanie but i think there is something to the way that anna kendrick plays this role too yeah i think mm-hmm. that she does bring a queerness to things like she does she just she doesn't read f- like i, I mean they fully, they fully anything yeah, about her actual identification they fully lean I don't into know, that energy
1: with pitch perfect so whatever it is i don't know is, anything
2: about her, how she actually identifies i just know that she brings a bi energy is she nice not-
1: as queer. I have, I have no idea. I have I, okay. So here's here's the in thing my we head she is. Here's the thing we should cite <laughs> that I think that'll be relevant to matter, the Anna. Really, no, no, no. But yeah. this will be relevant Famously, to the Anna episode. This will be relevant to the Anna episode. But it also is it clearly is extremely relevant to our um to our conversation here, where this didn't have anything to do with the simple favor. But it was on instagram anna kendrick posted a photo of herself in an astronaut suit because it looks silly and somebody commented on it and was like that looks really like you look really dumb and she responded and she was like hey man like why you gotta be so mean like i could still fuck your girl <laughs> and he, people, people Hello, like anna. found his profile and i think sufficiently brigaded him to where he deleted his k- profile
3: and oh she God. followed
1: up on her own comment and or, like, posted a screenshot of the exchange and then put it on her account and said, like, oh, bro, like, I feel really bad. Don't delete your account, but I could still fuck your girl. <laughs> and it was okay. Um, <laughs> that's a, some that's some energy. That's some <laughs> energy. <laughs> yeah, it was you know, the first one was I could fuck <laughs> your girl, though. And the follow up was I could still fuck your girl.
2: She really wants us to know that she can fuck your girl. I just need the whole world to know that Anna Kendrick could fuck your
1: girl. Yeah, like Anna Kendrick, self-proclaimed Mrs. Steal Your Girl. That's some Emily energy. That is. Yeah, that is. And so I think, like, I I, what I'm saying is, I I think what you're reading is based in evidence a lot.
2: (laughs) Yes, I think that's all we need to know about (laughs) that. We will leave the rest to her personal identification, but the energy is very clear and textual. Oh yeah.
3: I loved you. Loved you too.
2: She does it very well because yeah. clearly all of us identified very deeply with the, yeah. the, the the message that she is putting out with her entire body language towards Stephanie. I mean and she Emily, knew how to play sorry. It. They're
1: interchangeable it's... in my head. Brittany, right, that's Britney what I'm Britney saying. Brittany Snow Britney, Snow, <laughs> Britney Snow's oh. character reads that oh, meta God, energy off of her in pitch perfect <laughs> and is responding. <laughs> to what we are vibing on about this actor. They just brought it to text. I, I forgot like, about that hey. history. Oh, yeah. Like, the opening of the shower, like, first day she's in the dorms, and she's Iconic. just totally new. Oh, married. yeah. I'm
3: saying if you guys do, like, a sequel Pitch Perfect podcast, I have to be on
1: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it. No, that's we have so real. It, I think we have,
0: like, four sp- spinoff podcasts at this point. <laughs> I, do, I like, love, love this deep dive. I
1: deeply <laughs> love those movies, Anna, so you can fucking count on me. <laughs> love no, but that's we so real. I forgot
2: it. that, like, that the queerness energy that Anna brings two things. Yeah, literally launched a non like a, a non textual ship in the Pitch Perfect world. Yeah, because it was just so powerful. <laughs> it was so between, between Anna Kendrick yeah. and Brittany Snow. I mean, Snow, Brittany Snow, Snow sidles
1: up to her at like that first oh like Acapella sing off thing that they have, and she like says like she talks about needing her ginger jiggle juice when she needs to go get more <laughs> alcohol, and she like shimmies get up to Anna Kendrick, and <laughs> she's just like nose to nose there. She's like, Hi, oh i'm so glad that i met you i think that we're gonna be really fast friends yeah yeah well
0: you saw me naked so
1: ha- and like it carries through to the second film Not they like she like propositions <laughs> nope. her when they're having like a sleepover at anna camp's like summer camp that she had like professional forgot work forgot about this yeah, they're laying there face to face yeah I'm gonna like be
0: revisiting the Pitch Perfect films <laughs> which is a weird thing I didn't think I'd say today on this um, podcast I'm, but a simple I'm favor I'm glad so. I could come I
1: through with the stored away with my mind palace knowledge of the Instagram <laughs> events in this movie yeah. once again I know that mm-hmm. Brittany Snow is not in this movie but
2: now I'm feeling like we have to do a Britney Snow episode <laughs> oh yeah because you know? we've got to take
1: it to Sophia Bush we've got
2: to take it to John yeah. Tucker Must oh, Die oh my god John Tucker Must Die this is going I down I would down also the, if we did John- a don no. tucker must die if we did a
3: don
1: tucker must die podcast that, that, one so first. that
3: one first that one. that one first i mean that perfect. was that <laughs>
1: was one of the first <laughs> gifts i ever watched a million times oh Sophia, my god that Bush was britney snow in the car okay stop all we need is one kiss and then you leave him wanting more it is not that hard okay
3: oh my god i'm gonna have to show you aren't i okay
2: but listen, I watched that. I rebound that scene so many times in the period when I thought that I was heterosexual, and that, that really should have tipped had me off. <laughs> that movie's so good. I'm regretting
0: seeing that movie hungover in Scotland <laughs> on a trip to Scotland with my high school uh, because I was Girl. like. I don't know what's happening. I don't really know where I am. I know I drank way too much Bacardi 151 oh. from the bottle last night because I was 17 and had a liver that would allow me to do that. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh,
3: my God. Robert I just to so say I guess that this is what happens when you guys t- decide to freewheel the queer episode. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so fun. All we're going to talk about is every queer thing
1: ever. Can I talk about The Mummy now? Can I talk about from retro- <laughs> <and> The Mummy? <laughs> right? Like you know, it Alana, you know, Alana. You know. like I don't know if you saw this with, like, Kyle Buchanan, when he was still at Vulture, did a feature that was the script descriptions of 50 iconic female lead Mm -hmm. characters. Mm -hmm. And the description of Rachel Weisz's character in The Mummy was, and we meet Evie, a typical prudish nightmare. Rachel Weisz... Rachel Weiss in the mummy, queer icon, a typical oh. prudish. Speed, speed in Rachel McAdams'
2: mouth, queer icon. <laughs> yeah. I've never been I mean, able yeah.
3: to rewatch The Mummy because I watched it when I was like a literal kid and had nightmares. Oh, so. oh that's mm.
2: very fair. Oh my God. <laughs> power, it, made, it made me a bisexual person. Yeah, the it was power that and bring it on. Evie,
1: the power of Rachel Weiss <laughs> as an Egyptologist librarian in that movie. Ugh. Clearing someone, house.
3: give me the super cut. Like, cut out all like the bugs under the skin, and like just send yeah, me that cut. A bummer. I can, yeah, I, can for
1: years. Yeah. I can probably manage <laughs> that. I can probably do it. I will find a way to just get you the important clips (laughs) but yeah no I think this is I think this is really important for the queerness episode because this is super gay like how we're doing this is like this is where our brains go when we have these conversations yeah a fundamental part of I I think like so much of I I think what you know where this movie succeeds which is how we've talked about is how the kiss is almost like a footnote of its gayness like it's really important but it's not the most gay thing that happens it's just the most obviously gay thing that happens so much that is important about queer representation that we that we need to really fully embrace as we move forward in nuanced representation is not just doing the checkbox thing and making sure we have like each person on the acronym represented, but having a pervasive, undeniable fabric mm-hmm. of queerness that out of which every, out of which the whole quilt is made. Mm-hmm. So just that is how people actually will come to understand and empathize. That's why like Schitt's Creek feels so authentically queer because yeah. what Dan Levy sort of stitched into every aspect of David and how like and how that shows humor and how it feels and it's light and it's warmth. And then like you have, you know, podcasts and conversations like this and, you know, hopefully, you know, more and more, more and more movies that we'll see that are just as interested that are less interested in checking boxes and more interested in just being like, this is how queer people are, and therefore, hopefully, more things made by queer creators so we can actually empathize with the authentic experience of queerness and not just titles and terminology. And also, I think one of the things that comes with, like,
3: quantity over quality here is, like, the more we have, the less pressure there is on individual movies and individual characters to be... To be the one story. The one, and to subvert. Mm Because you can look at a simple favor and, like, point out a ton of things that are quote unquote Mm -hmm. problematic or that like push certain stereotypes, you know, like you could say Emily is like Mm -hmm. the depraved bisexual, but she's not like, I think it it's it, but like the less queer film we have, the more pressure there is on say a simple favor to be Mm -hmm. a certain type of movie versus the type Mm -hmm. of movie that it is. And is wonderful. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah, we can sit here and have an episode picking apart of all the ways that it could have like done better in heavy air quotes Mm -hmm in terms of, like, proper representation, right. again, yeah. air quotes, mm-hmm. and air it's quotes, just, yeah. like, right. you know, and... And, and it's, s- like,
0: what do we mean when we say that? Do we mean, like, then everything can like, nothing can be fun? Right! Has right! Like, you have to be, that, yes. yeah. like, that to be perfect bisexual And everybody has like, to be
2: perfect queer people. It has to be my model, own private Idaho. Model tropes, yeah, it is, it is very... It, and that can make it even hard and discouraging to write queer stories, because you, if you keep up with the discourse, because... There's this pressure to never touch any trope, mm-hmm. and so yeah, mm-hmm. I've been thinking and a lot about. come the... from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Come from somewhere. And it's I about the way that why. you do it because in this movie, <laughs> Emily I'm is a, I'm technically. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically, Emily is the villain of this movie. So she does fall into the the trope of the queer villain, into yep. the into the depraved queer mm-hmm. villain, as you said, Anna. But also because of all the the emotional content of of uh, Stephanie's story. Yep it feels like that is also a <clears throat> queer story, even though yeah. we do not see like we do with Emily, mm-hmm. like uh, some a woman who Stephanie has slept with. But as we've talked about before, queerness is not all about who you have sex with. It's not all about that. It's, there's a massive emotional content to it too, a mass- massive narrative component to what it means and feels like to be queer. And I, I think that it this, this movie does help uh, add to the idea that it does not have to hit all of the check it doesn't have to check all the boxes of proper quote unquote queer representation it can it, if it feels right it can be right yeah.
0: let our queers be villains because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they're villains. not villains sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you are. do <laughs> a live action Disney remake and you remove the gayness from Scar and Aladdin yes. and oh. fucking Jafar and it sucks. And no one wants that. Like yeah. make them gay, do it. Right. Well, I, I mean, and there's and a whole other great.
3: reason we see ourselves in villainous characters and the reason mm-hmm. that they're queer coded, mm-hmm. but that's whole Yes, thing. exactly. <laughs> well, yes. I, and that's why
1: I, I really, one of my absolute, one of my favorite movies ever. And, and, and so far, so without question, one of my favorite of the past few years. And I think, I think one of the best horror movies ever made is the Suspiria remake. Um, Luca Guadagnino did such a tremendous job with that it's fucking like three hours long it is so indulgent it is so heady but like it creates a universe in which you have an all-female dance academy and it is so gay like this movie is so (laughs) gay and there are no characters having sex with each other there are like there is very much there's very obviously though like a sort of central love story that involves Dakota Fanning's character or Dakota Fanning <laughs> Dakota jo- that I'd love to see it Dakota Johnson's character <laughs> and Mia yeah. Goth's character where there's very clearly that that queering of friendship that we've been talking about and when you create a world that is within the sort of patriarchal, warring nightmare of 1972 Berlin amidst the Bader Mon- uh, Bader-Meinhof attacks. You have this sort of most masculine, aggressive expression of presence, which is which is the post-war, post-war in Germany. And, and the, these terror attacks and the hellish bombing of the, of the landscape and people living in fear and terror. And then you have this sort of little enclave within it. That is protected from the world outside, but yes, protected by witches. Half of which are pretty fucking bad witches. But because Mm -hmm. they exist in this micro society that is their own, that only operates within the rules of its own sort of of its own parameters, it it only is sort of beholden to itself. It means that within that universe, you can have queer villains who are not coded, Mm -hmm. who are not coded as villains because they are queer because Because they exist apart. They exist apart from a heteronormative structure that would other them. They are no longer the other. They are the norm within their context. Mm -hmm. So their villainy transcends, however, what their queerness would be. And that's sort of like, that's the most beautiful thing about that movie to me is how it creates its own... Structures and its own societal rules that mean, oh, I don't have to think this person is bad because they're having like a sort of queer attraction or a queer charisma between this person and another character. The only time men enter that movie is one is played by Tilda Swinton in full (laughs) prosthetics and drag. And then others are a pair of police officers (laughs) who enter the dance academy and are put under a spell by a group of older women witches who are like looking at their exposed (laughs) penises and laughing at them and making... Jokes about this—the only time you see men enter here, oh, and they yeah. become sort of villainous interlopers by their very existence in this world, and they make jokes of them and reduce <laughs> them to that. So Anna's any- about to flip out. Anna's here. losing <laughs> her mind. I don't listener. know anything about this
3: movie, so this is the funniest thing that I've ever great. My I'm mind. so glad this <laughs> is <laughs> how you were. What is this movie? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. As much as a three-hour horror movie is my worst fucking nightmare,
1: <laughs> like, I I'm there's, just, there's so much going on in everything there's you There's so just said. much more going on than I could even. I would. I mean, you I would imagine be, if it's three dance hours academy, long. Dakota yeah, Johnson yeah. Horror this film? sounds like
2: the opposite of Midsummer in that Midsummer <laughs> is like very much a heterosexual nightmare. Yes.
1: Yeah. Holy like, No. Just this the is the heterosexual right. Swinton, nightmare. Is what Swinton, it should be called. Is the head of the dance is academy. Is the Dance Academy witches who run the place are all beholden to a- You just dis- keep
0: saying Dance Academy witches like it's a regular fucking <laughs> sentence. And, like, I just need you to know it isn't. Yeah. It's a
1: crazy this, thing isn't to that, say. I'm like, thrilled to hear it, hear it, but it's bonkers. And Dakota Johnson shows up from Ohio because she gets accepted to this school. How do we have Ohio what? in this world? <laughs> Ohio just I thought, th- I thought that this was, like, post- Macbeth era. Yep, yep. Same. The props like, department she travel from like early Ireland, the costumes department, the costumes department crafted a bespoke penis for Tilda Swinton to wear in her costume bespoke. just so she you could know walk that is around mounted
0: in her home oh, yeah. somewhere. Because
1: yes. like you do see her fully man naked at one point. You don't ever see real Tilda naked, but you see man Tilda naked at one point. But she did have a penis that she could pack while acting just so she could fully live the male form. I don't Again, know why for the listeners,
0: <laughs> Anna looks like she has seen God, or maybe <laughs> just, something scarier. Just, it's just I like said, the wonderment all over her face.
3: Like, you know, like, you're describing it wonderfully, but I still have no idea what this movie is, and that... And I Honestly,
0: <laughs> I don't know that I need you. Exactly. It feels to. Exactly. No, me. no that I'm just thinking, feels like I never perfect... want
1: to look this up. Like, you right. described no, everything. I don't I ever want to know the real... Up. Right. They're, they're, they're definitely. I could definitely do a whole hour where it's like, gather around, friends, while I describe scene by scene what happens in Suspiria twenty eighteen, so you never have to watch it. Another spin-off podcast. <laughs> oh
2: my god. oh my god, that would be a great podcast. Tumbling. Actually, <laughs> is just like all those people who love to go to horror movie Wikipedias and Wikipedia and read them. Yeah. Just, just like
0: that's
3: me.
2: D- Jordan does recaps. That's I definitely would have pitched that podcast think, in
3: the past like because I'm, I'm like, really good at the a baby to watch it. So someone yeah, explain yeah. horror movies to me. George sometimes if Donate I listen to, to a Patreon, scary podcast,
0: can... <laughs> they, I do get scared. I do okay, listen to the Slate Spoiler fair. special about Hereditary <laughs> and I still <laughs> have nightmares about Hereditary. So <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. That is fair. Yeah. Oh, I don't, okay. I need to me. go back to the uh prosthetic penis yeah. part because that mm. popped into my head as, do we think that
1: Emily... Pegged Sean. Yes. Yeah. Next uh, definitely. <laughs> I feel so sure about that. Like that saving the softballs for the end there, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that big pink dildo is is yeah. multi use in literally that. Literally I do have think that, that. Stephanie in my
2: <laughs> pink dildo. Exactly. Stephanie was absolutely Correct. not ready to peg Sean, but she's yeah. getting there.
1: Yeah. And I before yeah. like had they gotten like another month out of it, Sean may have started making requests. Yeah. Yeah. He missed it. But I do <laughs> yes. think
2: that that New York that New York boyfriend that, that Stephanie has at the end I think we know what was going on there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. We all do. Yeah, very much we so. All do. Very much so. She She learned, got to the peg by the end of the of movie. The she learned some tricks I, of the trade. That's another B that it, she has. Not It's really a, a film pegging. about learning how to peg. <laughs> if, if you so. think
2: about it, it comes down to that.
1: Well, we have talked about the importance <laughs> of topping in this movie, so yes. Yes, it is all
2: about going from top to verse to, find, to top, so. <laughs> so,
1: and the fluidity within
2: those those spectrums. Because as we saw, Emily also went from top mm-hmm. to when her sister was around, sub. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. A good old you know horse. we all have we all have layers. Yeah, we all have layers. All have layers. <laughs> all
0: have layers.
2: <laughs> do,
3: like, do Top Rising Does not necessarily.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Exactly. Anna, do you feel like you have do you have more essential points from when you rewatch this that you want to bring Ooh. into the discourse here? I don't
3: think so. I think we covered a lot, oh I think.
1: Gosh. Oh, do you, yeah, you think <laughs>
3: right. I don't know how much of it was 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 relevant. I, I had braced myself for a brother fucker segment. Oh my oh god, yeah. you're so we are right getting there. You're don't so worry. Right. I assume it'll come. Don't. Brotherfucker! Don't. Don't. don't this is good. <gasps>
0: Oh, I was yes. keeping my eye on that. <laughs> of course, fucker, you guys always. will not
3: forget the, the, bu- the brother fucker. I, no, I have yes. like, I tried we... to like rouse up some original feelings around brotherfucker, so I'm bringing something to this. We
0: have really, I think at this point, we're taking it like a really postmodern place these days, with <laughs> yeah. brother fucker. It's just kind of like... As freewheeling as this episode has been, I want you to feel free to let your brother fucker free yeah, associate, the get crazy. How are like, you throw feeling about brother this
1: fucker canvas. this week, Anna? How are okay, you feeling well, about
3: it? How I was thinking about brother fucker is. To compare it to the queerness in the movie, aka Emily, is one of mm. the things that I noticed on rewatch that I hadn't realized before is every time we see Stephanie in a sexual context, it's in kind of like a hurt comfort context. Yeah. Um, very much. You know, like, mm. brother fucker is when oh they're at. Oh my god, it is. Yeah. Yes, at like her dad's funeral, fucks her brother.
1: And then, like, even her and. Himbo's Sean. name, Sean. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> is that Sean. after, Emily? you don't totally to after Emily's funeral, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that's when yeah. they're oh my like God. being Same sad.
3: Um, and then, you know, the, the only kiss which I loved between Emily and Stephanie is like in kind of mm-hmm. like a comfort way as well, which I love because that kind of subverted the whole like depraved bisexual because it's like all they're attached to death. It's yes. all attached to death. So i just it's like, tenderness. does it matter if Stephanie is queer? I think she might just be like sad sexual. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which Sounds that? extremely queer. I miss him. Which one? Pose. I'm lonely. I think loneliness probably kills more people. That sounds sounds canonically lesbian. That sounds canonically lesbian.
3: Right. So those are my brother fucker thoughts as I was looking at the parallel between brother fucking and Mm -hmm. non-Emily fucking, but Emily (laughs) intimacy. I mean,
0: thank you. To bring the brilliance of a hurt comfort. (laughs) It's just so. Oh, that's chef's kiss. You know what I was reading
3: on fanfic.net? And (laughs) baby, So was
0: I. So was I.
2: (laughs) filtering by
0: tag thank you very much <laughs> is
3: there anything better than like a good hurt comfort but like literally that's no. all we see from stephanie <laughs> yeah that's really true when she's sad uh, horny there's so many further there so many, many layers the that she's
0: like 14 year old
1: all of <laughs> <I'm> us just,
2: <like, laughs> yes. so, just sad and crushing <laughs> <It's
3: just laughs> too many feelings title sure of episode stephanie is yeah. like live journal preteen queer <laughs> yes yeah. thirsting after the live journals thirsting after women in suits not quite knowing what it means <laughs> not knowing at all no but no, just no. completely and imbi- like i'm
1: just so glad the youth to of today women. have so many more women in suits
2: without like yes. having to go to the
1: archives to find it is
2: this is yeah. something that i think about a lot is like even just the fact that like Raven Simone is out, even like Miley Cyrus, there are problematic elements to both of those people, yes. but there is something to be said about the fact that the Disney princesses of <laughs> yeah. our youth yep. are mm-hmm. out as queer. Like it's just they're just more of it than we, when we were growing up, which I think was a key element in all of us like repressing our, our the truth of our sexualities for so long. And I'm just very happy for the youth of today. I mean, the most that, famous that, romance Lindsay like, Lohan suits, is that there are more still queer Samantha Ronson. Yeah. Yes.
1: And nobody I really did. called it for what it was. No. Yeah. no. no? no. That language not. was not, no, they did they, yeah. That was that was a very Hell weird. No bridge time and in pop gal culture Paul?
2: even yeah, yeah kirsten stewart I mean, even early Kristen stewart, kirsten stewart had pal. the same thing
1: yeah gal pal it was not very
3: long ago no <laughs> it's it really rich. funny to think about how Stu is like such a queer icon now but we still had the moment of all of us feeling vindicated because we were like we told yes. you for years <laughs> yes. we had oh, to live through we knew K-Stu deniers telling <laughs> yeah. us that she was not queer and it's like we i do i do feel yesterday jealous yesterday, of like <laughs> this like new generation that does not have mm-hmm. to worry about a lot of the things we had to worry about, but also yeah. we had fun in fandom. So it was fun. also fun. We made oh, our own
0: time. It totally made us the
2: people who we are.
0: These
3: right. it's like what is like to Podcast have it handed friends. to you now? Like
2: kids we had these to claw our way. Really, How does her we comfort get. look like? Even GeoCities, GeoCity, NeoGeoCities oh of it all. Early Tumblr. The angel Fire
0: of it all. <laughs>
3: <sighs> oh my do my
0: esteemed co-hosts have any thoughts about brother fucker? Oh yes, I'm still so literally re- like just reeling from the hurt comfort revelation.
3: <laughs> yeah, I brought something new. Fine, like, I'm... and this is why
0: we bring on the guests. Exactly, because yeah. we need help. We need additional
2: perspective. Yes, this week I do just feel simply, simply bewildered by brother fucker. <laughs> yeah. Is what I would say. It's just again describe it like even just describing stephanie's journey through this movie that it's so intro the fucking of her brother is so integral to
1: everything yeah what what a yeah. time yeah <laughs> it was just
0: yeah, yeah i think bewildered bewildered's no. good
1: i i'm i'm gonna say i'm just still uh this week I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna focus on how bold over i am by the sheer fucking audacity of <laughs> mm-hmm. the in, audacity. in the first quarter of this movie to yeah. say we are going to introduce <laughs> incest and you're going to not just want to keep going want to keep going even more and that by the <laughs> yeah. end of this movie you're not even going to be like I'm still not over the brother fucker thing in a way that stops you like you're going to be like nope. guys remember when that happened but you're not going to be like you know I just I couldn't get back in after the brother fucking no, you're, no you know oh. you lean in you lean, you lean in further I in. movie Do makes an say, inside though, joke out of it Yes.
3: Oh, yes, Anna. I was thinking about my first Simple Favor experience, and it was in a theater, and, like, I was just coming in having not read any takes because I think I saw it close to when it came out, so Mm -hmm. I was only going off of the trailers, and as you guys talked about in your kind of genre-defying episode, Mm -hmm. I was expecting a very different movie, and Mm -hmm. that was... The brother fucker scene was the most uncomfortable cinematic experience I've ever had because <laughs> no one knew it was funny yet. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. Was like, yeah, yeah. that's it. We really were all like, so early
0: in the discourse, and there's no discourse, and everyone's like,
3: "Well, what are we doing with this?" Like, yeah. not, not that like light stuff didn't come before it. There was humor, but we oh were still expecting God. it to take a dark turn. We thought it would be a more <laughs> non girl esque thriller yeah you know especially like non like movie people like me who maybe didn't have associations with like the director and everything like that we're all we're all like (laughs) <laughs> do do is she, is she, is I she, think that I think so funny yeah. and it was yo. no <laughs> laughter <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> silence me and
2: my friends oh, gently wow, clutching each other like that's so what, interesting what my theater
0: screamed like that was it felt like that moment was like all of us being like okay so we're all on the same page this is gonna just be a fucking gonzo third show of so my sentence yeah <laughs> That's and so I was in Boston, Massachusetts. Not
1: I do for fun. not, not a, I do not associate with like Havens. No. <laughs>
2: That is like very fascinating to me because I do know several people who watch this movie and are just uh, just don't get it, mm. who still just don't yeah, get it. And I feel like totally. there is a, a a context in which you sit down in front of this movie, and you just don't understand what you're supposed to feel because mm. you just don't understand where you're, it's coming from. And th- that's an interesting thing I had not thought about are that scene in the because context I would say of yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. The
3: first yeah. experience in my is case, very bewildering. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so the only reason I went back to rewatch was the gayness of it. If you're not looking for the gayness of it, do you go back and rewatch a simple favor to really get it? I, yeah that's so interesting. I, I, listeners
0: I, let us know. I please, just yes, kidding I'm all, just are all very <laughs> <dear>. <laughs> No, we don't know what We
1: shit.
0: do not have Get a
1: straight listeners Maybe yes. I feel like there's a divide between like the 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 queer friends I have who know who've seen this they they pretty much uniformly really really like it. And the the straight friends I have it's a, it's a more uniformly not it's not a dislike it's just like you said. It's a not quite and there's just like a it's mm-hmm. good it's like that high yeah it was like weird. no you have it to rewatch weird. it like yeah, it's yeah. yeah otherwise you don't laugh at
3: brother as hard as you <laughs> should
2: because you're just like what's happening i think that's where i leaned it because i was watching it on my couch the first <clears> time <throat> and i just like leaned in i was like wait what excuse me
0: yeah, oh, yeah. okay it's like, a, like it's like a release of a oppressor valve yeah. it's like huh. oh okay
3: once huh. you going. know the ride that you're on Rewatching exactly. it is much, is much different. Whereas and girls, I, as somebody who like, watches
1: intentionally a lot of fucked up cinema, I was just like, "Oh right, <laughs> we're in, we're yeah. in, nope. yeah." Was like I'm, I'm, coming home. Yeah. <laughs> the like the, the perfection, simple favor, give it all to me. Ooh. I can describe the perfection to you guys some other time. We'll say this yeah. Is we got podcast I
3: want it's just Jordan explaining movies to me that I <laughs> yes. haven't seen. I love that this
0: one episode of this very specific podcast that we created about one movie has been four episodes of eight different kinds of podcasts. Can't wait for the John Tucker Tucker Must Die podcast.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, very happily. Standing by by to reconvene John Tucker Must Die because that is a – the cultural artifact of that movie is actually – Insane. Like it was happening at time. It long-haired Pen Badgley. Yep, that is an too. Artifact. Yeah. Beginning oh, pre-Gossip wow. Girl. Long-haired Pen yes. Badgley. If Pen Badgley is listening, let us know.
2: If Brittany Snow is listening, please. I know I'll this is not the podcast that can fit you, but we will create one around you yeah. if you need <laughs> us. To. I mean, that I, lo- was- I love
0: that this is our new thing. Like any famous listening, we'll make a podcast <laughs> about you. <Right>? Like, <laughs> send us your unappreciated your movie
3: that you want us to like give it. I like that. I'm inviting yeah. myself to be like, I'm like a guest oh, here. And I'm mean, like, no, that's us, you're, us, us, to you're bring welcome. To yeah, podcast. no, it's
1: perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's it like now. Beckham. We're coming for you. That was a movie where Jesse Metcalf was the one who was really big on the box. And then because we
0: were trying to make him happen post desperate.
1: I was Ooh, so gonna ask see is is he he anything in that- the, Mar- Mar- the circle The Mark oh. Cherry chaos ring continues to get larger and larger. Oh my god. He created all. Mark <laughs> Cherry created our universe. Mark Cherry is the Stargate and it just leads to <laughs> so many different parts universe. of the universe. To be well, honest, just this really year feels like a Mark title Cherry this
0: season. episode, Mark Cherry Created Our Universe. just <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let it the go. The Archery no. cinematic universe. Excuse me.
0: I, yeah, I think everyone's this is like, really, no, this is a simple podcast. What's happening?
3: This here?
1: is really. I think this is really this 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 episode is really an ode to the messy bisexuals. Like, I think this oh. is, the, this podcast is messy bisexual energy. We, we can't be sit straight. <laughs> we,
3: we can't sit straight. We can't stay on topic. No. Ooh, that's a that's
2: a that's a lens through which I will watch this movie next. Is are they sitting correctly on the couch scene?
1: Yeah, no. They Emily do does not know how to, yeah. to. Emily does not know how to sit in chairs. Emily does not know how to. The
0: only That's time the she clear. sits correctly is when she's playing as as Stephanie in that like super fancy but dress. But she's also and even so, on a she's sitting On the counter, she's which is where counter-top. gay people, <laughs> people sit. So,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to tell an anecdote, which is that I was just no, like, no, a really tight no. podcast, no <laughs> anecdotes. <tight. laughs> I was just like on my couch and I was sitting up straight and my boyfriend was like, what is, are, are you okay? <laughs> and he was like, you don't sit up straight. You're alert. I was like, I was like oh, okay. And this was not Allie very long main into knowing
0: Allie, uh, billboard yeah. for that right there, because that's incredible. <laughs>
2: like i've never been so effectively dragged and seen in my life (laughs) this was not very long into him knowing me and he was like this is this is something is over
0: what's what's happening with your spine it looks normal are you okay
1: i will tie i will tie all the queerness back together into birds of praise since you brought that up earlier alana because one of my favorite a movie i fucking love um um, when that came out my favorite reaction to it on twitter was somebody i don't i wish i could shout out their handle but i don't remember it just saying that birds of prey is bisexual disaster the movie yes Mm -hmm. and i was like that's the best possible so many kinds you've got margot robbie
4: (laughs) just like
2: chaos you've got uh mary elizabeth Elizabeth winston Just Mild. like the shy, awkward <laughs> Stephanie, the Stephanie. The Stephanie. <laughs> the Stephanie. The Stephanie. of the
1: group. Yep. I but like with a crossbow. Simple favorite
3: is bisexual disaster energy. Journey Smollett yes, yes. Bell yes.
1: definitely being an Emily. Definitely being an alpha. Pitching Journey
2: Smollett Bell for a simple favor too. Just throwing in <laughs> okay. the
3: universe. <laughs> Throw uh, it I mean there. obviously Just this podcast is there. going to end in Alana writing a simple figure too, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I don't know if that's folks. the we
2: have uh, acquired yet, but <laughs> we're working on it. I'm, I'm, We've got some spin-offs to do. We
3: would we would demand it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the fans
1: mm-hmm. want. <laughs> should yes, we should yes. we should we tie this up in a boat should we, should we bring it how to the can the we
0: line? folks we i don't know how. Ev- we right that's the thing up. like
1: we just have to say i guess we need to stop because otherwise we'll just be like oh my god in this time and At then this yeah, it'll be this movie.
0: We're gonna be pulling out journals from our height. Like it's gonna. <laughs> yeah. wild. I'll be talking about
1: <laughs> Allison Williams and Logan Browning in a cello dance hall sex scene supercut. Yeah. and
2: could go on a mm. whole tangent about like the, metaf- the metaphor of depression through Stephanie's story yep. and yes. coming out of it into the queer narrative i mean so if things. anna
1: would like to join again for the anna kendrick episode we definitely double the anna s- yeah oh, anna, anna, on. anna on anna anna on, anna, on anna. anna so
3: whoa you just described <laughs> another dream of mine <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <laughs> anna kendrick if you're listening to this i'm not sexualizing you you're wonderful Yeah, like- you you have integrity <laughs> again, you are talented yes.
1: you are autonomous you are in control and we respect you <laughs> Any Famos listening,
0: we will do a podcast about a project you love, but also we thirst with respect and <laughs> yes. only admiration and love. Thirst we have with
3: respect. respect is yes. That's, that's, this is the difference
0: between the male
1: gaze and the queer mm-hmm. gaze. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's Respectful queer thirst only. Yep. It takes it all back to respect. like, I love your agency. I love the control I love you have. I your love the, intelligence. I love your self confidence that gives you this swagger that's so attractive. Yes. Yes. Also, and like, pure like thirst
3: is like, Thirst with a side of shame—not only like <laughs> old <laughs> queer shame that you may have internalized, but also shame at thirsting because you yeah, know. yes, yeah. Because we're apologizing,
0: <laughs> because we're feminists. <laughs> You're like, I know how that feels. And we,
1: yeah. and we
2: feel guilty about it. I that. think that this is where another place where you should drop in the baby. You don't have to say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the yeah, yeah. The the slap the sorry out of you. Oh, baby! If you apologize again, I'm gonna have to slap the sorry out of you. Oh, baby, you just
2: need someone to love you. Come on, baby. You're too sexy to give up.
1: It's all good, baby.
3: It's all good. Just another Tuesday. I will
2: say for our
0: listeners, um, if you're still listening and you haven't said, (laughs) Jesus Christ, what the hell is this? I'm turning this off. They've gone off If people are listening by now, still. Paul Feig, if you're listening. My (laughs) (laughs) apologies.
2: He um, did say that he listens, in which case, yes. hello, Paul. Hey, Paul. <laughs> yeah, i um, you're sorry, but your movie told us not to apologize. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> told us never to apologize. We're owning it.
0: Um, if anyone who is listening, Paul included, would like to come talk to us about literally any of the things. I, this is where I usually try to mention the things that we've talked about this episode. I have no <laughs> I idea can't. what we've talked about. You don't know what don't we've know. talked about. Just come talk to us about gay shit yeah. at, the had, at the hashtag a simple pod that's, that's where we'll yeah. be. be queer that's with that's all us. you can yeah, do that's,
3: that's yeah. what we did be rejoice, in we <laughs> rejoice, in
1: rejoice in your queerness rejoice in your queerness
0: as ever you can find me on twitter.com the website at c underscore grace t alana where can the folks find you, <clears throat>
2: you can find me on twitter at alana bennett a-l-a-n-n-a b-e-n-n-e-t-t there it is and yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. There's some some queer aliens on Netflix. Hell yeah. Roswell, New Mexico. Roswell. I wrote on season two. Currently writing on season three. That is not yet filming, but soon. you right. Corona. That's
0: my baby. <laughs> She's <right>. a writer. <laughs> Jordan, where can Forgive the folks it? find you? Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter at J-O-R-C-R-U, JorCrew. And you can find me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Cruciola. And uh, you can find me on the other uh, another podcast called Disaster Girls. And hopefully I'll you have. You more Jordan? That's where you go? Yeah. And hopefully I'll have another one up soon that I have an idea for uh, outside of all the spinoffs Ooh. that we're doing here. So hopefully I'll have another thing <laughs> all to of share them. with you. Yeah. Yeah. All of uh, it. Yeah. And then you can find so me all podcasts. the spinoff
2: podcasts that we're going yes. to do together. Donate and, to Jordan's Patreon mm. for
1: all yes.
0: of these podcasts love it. to
1: exist. Yeah. Would love it.
2: We want to create the art,
0: but we've got to fund it.
1: What what podcast would you like?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. If you're famous, let us know, and we'll figure something out. always famous people. And finally, our esteemed guest, Anna. Where can the folks find you? Um,
3: You can find me around the internet at Anna Broges, which is not my name, but it has stuck, unfortunately, from college. My name is Borges, but that was taken. So on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at a n n a b r o g s. And normally I'm just talking about how depressed I am and sometimes like providing tips from therapists that I interview in my day job.
1: I mean, and that everyone, is the kind of y- balance yeah, between the need. mental yeah. health beat and the queerness you have, I feel like you're providing a value a valuable service in 2020. Like, you know, that we need these things. That is like your book, these things self-care. <sighs> Things that exactly. we're going to be Go buy her book. book. Sure. Oh, yeah. Go. If you want to buy, buy my buy book, book that would
3: be great. A more or less definitive guide to self care. We're coming up on the one year anniversary of it my being published. God. Yay.
0: Congratulations. all a cool reason it. to buy that book. Yeah. It'll be a we all need days.
3: it. It's one of those books that
2: it is like, it's about self care, but not in the way that a lot of books are about self care. Mm. It actually takes into account that self care is hard and not simple. And. Yes, it doesn't she
0: always mean
3: a... just do your nails,
0: right?
3: It, it, it <laughs> comes from a place thinking. of hello. I am depressed and suicidal, so I will not tell you to take a run unless taking a run <laughs> is indeed something that actually makes you feel better. In which case, you can take a run. Yes. Right? Take a run. Could you tell I don't run? It
0: sounds weird to me. I don't run Go either. On, run. So. <laughs> run. Just skip I on I feel a like vlog. Stephanie.
1: Stephanie could have used Anna's book. We yes. all could use Anna's book. She could have. She could have used that for a mom's book club on the vlog.
0: And as always, we love to say goodbye to our mom friends. And here we say. Bye, Bye moms. moms. Bye, moms. Bye, moms.
2: Bye, moms.